Hi, and welcome to episode three of the You've Got Mail podcast. I am your host, Bella, with currently the most sleep-deprived looking face you've probably ever seen. If you could see the bags under my eyes, you'd understand what I was talking about. But this week has been super, super, super busy. Like, with working and everything, I feel like it's just made me super tired. And I find as well, like, anyone else who works in hospitality will also realise this. I never get two days off in a row. It'll only have to be, like, one day off maybe on Tuesday and another day off the next Sunday or something like that. So it means I feel like on a weekend, your first day is, like, to rest and recovery and another day to do stuff or, like, the other way around, you do stuff and then you, like, rest and things like that. Whereas I feel like I've just been, like, wanting to do stuff on every single day off because I've just finished work which means that right now honestly I look like a walking zombie and everyone else looks so fresh-faced and summery and I was just walking around looking like god what happened to her I've been on a mad night out or something like that which to be fair I did go out on Saturday but still that's beside the point that is besides the point but anyway What have I been up to? This week, as I said, has been really, really busy, but filled with all nice stuff, so I'm very grateful for that. So anyway, this week, it's been very, very, very busy. On Thursday, I went up to Whitby, which you may have seen on my stories. Um, So if you don't know Whitby, it's actually where Dracula was based. You should probably know that by now, but I live in the north of England. So I actually went to school in Whitby, which is just up the road, well, not really up the road, it's like a 40-minute drive away from where I live now, because my school was in Robin Hood's Bay, which means that a lot of people that I know from school live in Whitby, because it's only a 20-minute drive from there, so it makes sense why they all went there, it doesn't make much sense why I went there, but still, it was a nice school. So yeah, on Thursday, I went up to Whitby and saw a couple of old school friends that I hadn't seen for ages, like three or four years, because we all went off to university, or they went into work, or we all went and did our own thing. So I had a great time seeing everyone, like actually seeing my friends and catching up about all that had happened was really great. But going back to Whitby, I found really, really weird. I don't know what it is. I think it's just because, you know, when you go somewhere... And you spent so much time there when you were younger, but you're not that person anymore. So then when you revisit these places, just the energy of everything is just different. And it just reminds you of a lot of different things. and It's not quite the same. And you just feel like you've gone back in time rather than forward. I don't know if anyone else gets that. Please message me if you do, because I don't want to be the only one. But I find it really weird. It's like going back to school. I can't go back to my primary school or secondary or sixth form. I just don't enjoy it because I remember going back to my primary school once and I thought everything would be the same and everything isn't. It just moves on. Like, obviously, the building and teachers are the same. But you see people in your place. I think, weirdly, it makes obviously no sense. I just thought the school would pause because I left. So when I went back and everything had moved on, it kind of was a bit of a shock to the system. It wasn't what I was expecting and it made me feel really out of place. So I don't think I like going back to places where I have history. It's kind of... Nostalgia's really weird because nostalgically, like, we were all just talking about the past. And that's another thing I find hard with meeting up with people that you haven't seen in ages. I feel like you spend a lot of time talking about the shared memories that you have. But those shared memories for me were, like, four or five years ago. So as nice as it was talking about them, there were also some negative parts of that time. Like, it wasn't all fun and games. There was, like... I wasn't that happy then, so I found it really not uncomfortable. 
Well, maybe it was uncomfortable. I don't know. I found it strange talking about all those things again and talking about people that I literally hadn't thought of in so long, especially because the friendship group that I'm in now is kind of totally removed to that one. So they don't overlap in the slightest. So I never really hear about those people anymore. And I do think it's weird. And I think nostalgia can be really anxiety inducing. It did for me anyway, because you kind of, you're battling between wanting to be the person you are now, but also I found myself reverting back a little bit to the person I was four years ago. Just like little character traits that I was doing or things I would like make conversation about and stuff like that. Like the people pleasing was intense. I feel like I could see myself trying to please everyone else because I didn't quite know how this new version of me should act around these people. It was a weird adjustment and I did find it strange. And I think the nostalgia, anxiety, iffy feeling that like I got from being in that place, like being in Whitby again, I think it made me very... I think the reason I felt weird was because the nostalgia of it, it wasn't meaning them, it had nothing to do with the people, but it was more about the fact that of the mental place I was in when I last saw them and it brought me back to where I was then. And I think... When I last saw them, I wasn't in a good place mentally or physically. I was in a very toxic relationship. I was eating really unnutritious food. I was super stressed, super hormonal, super like I wasn't into, I didn't have many good hobbies. I just wasn't, I wasn't really thriving. I was more just coasting. Do you know what I mean? Like I was doing, I was doing well in school, but I was stressed. I was really stressed. And like, I didn't really, I, exactly, I wasn't thriving, I was floating, I was just managing to do, managing to cope with everything, nothing was going bad, but I wasn't excelling, like I wasn't really happy with who I was, I think that's the thing, and now I feel like a totally different person to that, so go revisiting that, I found tricky, and I'm sure, like I'm sure you found that too, I'm sure you've been in situations where you've had to visit old friends, or you've bumped into someone, and it's kind of given you a flashback to who you were when you were with them. I think it's really difficult to kind of get your head around. It's difficult to think that you're not still that person and remind yourself of that bad time. I think my brain likes to just ignore it all and kind of just separate the two that they even happened. And so I think that can make it really tricky going back to these situations where you weren't in a good headspace. But this does, I promise this is not a ramble, there is a point to this story because it brings us to the topic of this week's episode, the continual glow up. Now, initially, this episode was going to be about the glow up you experience after a breakup, or you can experience if you channel like the breakup energy in the right way. But often, I think it's really easy to stay put after a glow up. And I know that I've done it in the past, especially when there's other stuff in life going on. It's really easy to put your self development itself like yourself on the back burner when other things start coming ahead of you and so rather than being about it only rather than this episode being only applicable to a specific situation so you can only listen to this after you've had a breakup I wanted it to be more about the kind of constant self-checking in you need to be doing to make sure you are constantly up leveling your life because otherwise you're just coasting and no one wants that you can achieve so much more than that and I think it's the also the fact of that you never know what you could achieve like you have so much potential in you that you don't want to stop at a certain point you want to see how far you can get and so this is what this episode is going to talk about the continual glow up you should be putting yourself through or what I am currently putting myself through and I feel like if I make a podcast about it I'll have to carry on doing it I can't be a hypocrite so I think so let's just dive right in 
I think, so as I said before, the be- this episode was meant to be about the globe you experience after a breakup. And I think the reason I picked a breakup is because this is a point personally in my life where I was probably at my lowest most recently to date. Like in the past four years, I feel like I've started to take develop- self-development a lot more seriously. Like obviously I'm 21 now, well 20, I'm 21 in 14 days, but maybe it's less actually. Anyway, that's beside the point. I'm 21 and so the past four years, since like 17, 16, 17, I feel like you start to take more conscious actions and more responsibility about your actions and who you are. You take more ownership of yourself, I think. And so this breakup was probably the lowest point in those past years where I've really been. And I think that's why I picked it. Because when you're at your lowest, it's the point where you realise things really have to change. And your lowest point might not be a breakup. It could literally just be a moment. It could be a moment in the club where you're looking around, you're thinking, what am I doing? It could be a moment where you're literally just having a walk. You could be any point of realisation where you realise what you're doing right now isn't helping you or what you're doing right now isn't the path you want to be on. And you kind of just look around and you have like a, oh, what am I doing kind of moment, kind of like the world stops and you stop, you start to question everything. For me, that was a breakup. Sometimes I think most often there's an action behind why it happens. Most often it'll be like a friendship great breakup or moving to university or like a big change that pushes you in this direction. Okay, so picture this. Something big has just happened and you're currently reeling from it. I don't know, maybe you're crying, maybe you're feeling a bit numb, maybe you're just totally questioning everything and you're just sat. You don't know what to do with yourself. For me, one of the big areas that I managed to like kind of establish the globe, I feel like that's the first stage. You need to establish it. You need to put in the groundwork and realize what do you actually want to glow up? It's just so easy to say, I'm just going to glow up and do going to go do a 5am gym routine, I'm going to start doing a juice cleanse, I don't know, doing all of these things that you think you see these Instagrammers and bloggers and everyone doing, which I'm not saying they're not good, they are good, but it's important to set your own goals and work out where you want to go with them. So one of the ways that I found was really useful for doing this is using the wheel of life. Now, this is a concept I've heard, I had heard on before, heard about before, but recently at work, when I'm working at the hotel, I'm able to listen to music. So I listen to loads of podcasts just whilst I'm working. And I was listening to the Law of Attraction Save My Life podcast, which if you haven't listened to it, it's a great podcast to listen to if you're into that type of thing. I really, really like it. But she was talking about um, the Wheel of Life as a really good way to kind of self-reflect on every aspect of what you're doing. Because when I'm self-reflecting, I find it really hard to focus on the areas that I find less fun or less interesting um or less like influential when I know they are influential I just would rather focus on more like goal-driven areas I think personally so this has been a really good way to make sure that I am leveling up on every single aspect of my life if that makes sense so the wheel of life is a concept that I explained in a TikTok. So if you don't know what it is, go onto my Instagram page and watch um, the TikTok. I think it's on my profile grid. It is. It is on my profile grid. It's called Journal With Me. So have a little look at that one for a better explanation. But what you do is you draw four lines um, from a circle. So that gives you eight segments. Or you just write career, family, friendship, self-care, love, fun, money and physical environment. So you split your life into eight different segments, each segment kind of emphasizing an area which you should have or you might want to have. 
And then you go through it and you rate each area out of 10. And from that, you kind of, you self-reflect on whether it's going well, whether it's going badly. And I think that makes you question every single aspect of your life. And so you go through it and once you've done that, the it's pretty self-explanatory. The areas that scored lowest are the areas you need to focus on. So to be honest, I found that all of my areas I needed to focus on. I feel like being in a relationship whilst I was quite young and I'd been in this relationship for four years had meant that I'd really neglected myself and neglected getting to know who I was. So all of mine were pretty rock bottom and that's okay. You don't have to have a place where you're doing super great. It was kind of a shocking one for me because I feel like I spoke about this in my other podcast, but I have this constant need to achieve things. So then to look at it all and be like, what have I actually achieved? How is it actually going? It was pretty, it wasn't that fun to be honest, but it needed to happen because it made me realize what was really, really going on. You have to be brutally honest with this self-reflection because no one else has to read it. And ultimately it's not going to affect anyone else. So I'm going to start from the first one that I had, which was career, because I felt like this is a tricky one because you don't have to know what you're going to do. And I found this one kind of overwhelming because when I was doing it, I was in the second year of university, just in the middle of my degree. We're in a pandemic. It wasn't going great. You know what I mean? Like life was very, very tricky. I have no idea which direction I wanted to go in. And so to kind of develop this area, it's not enough just to do the wheel of life. You then need to reflect on each area that is low, like work out where you're going to go and set yourself physical, tangible goals or points reflection so that you can know you're making progress in this area. So the first area was career. So for career, I did a lot of spider diagrams because I found this was a really good way for me to explore each area that I wanted to go in. I did a lot of spider diagrams, kind of just whatever career I could think of that I might be interested in. I listed all of my attributes and then I listed every part of every job that I'd ever been in that I really enjoyed. And like looking at my now, it was about, I enjoyed being sociable. I enjoyed talking to people. I enjoyed I wanted to make an impact and I wanted to do something related to my degree. I knew all of these things. And so from that, I was kind of, if you've ever been on prospects, that's a really good thing to look at. They give you a lot of kind of like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a blog post about each job you'd ever do. And it really good. It's really good because it breaks it down into what is the job, what you need to have to get that job, salaries, jobs that are related to that job in case you don't want to do that one and ways you could get into that type of job. So I remember looking on there a lot. And another thing I did is I looked up a lot of people on LinkedIn, which sounds weird, but it wasn't because I looked up people who may have my dream career, who had these careers that I really wanted. And I kind of just looked at their career paths of what they'd done. And I found that really interesting to see what work you're going to have to put in to get to that point and whether I really wanted to do that and also what they'd been kind of doing. So I found that, a really good thing to do for leveling up my career aspect of my life I really started to focus on what I was going to put on my CV and how I could make myself stand out so I did a lot of stuff like became the student representative for my year I went on some university different boards I became the social rep and then I did a lot of volunteer work on the side of uni just found a lot of online volunteer work if you are in university or college or high school online volunteer work is such an easy way to add something onto your CV that doesn't take up too much time, I would really, really recommend it because you can kind of self-manage it yourself so you can fit it in when it works for you. So that is one, that for that section, that is what I would recommend doing. 
But remember, you've got to set yourself physical goals. So give yourself in a month, what do you want to have known about? You might want to have talked to three different people who are in that business. You might want to have sent your CV out. You might want to write a CV. I don't know, it could be something so small and insignificant. It could be something huge like applying for your dream job. Just make sure you have something that you can tick off so you know that you are making progress. So the next area to talk about is family and friendships. So I find the family one, well, I found that one tricky because I live at home at the moment. I'm a graduate, you know, it's, the student loans are not fun. So I'm living at home, which means I find it hard to carve out family time specifically to be with my family because personally, I'm living at home, see them every day, we chat every day, I'm quite close with my family. But I know I need to spend more time doing this because... There's a difference between just sat having a random chat in the kitchen and actually going for coffee together or sitting in the garden together. Like spending quality time with people is very different to just passive time. And people appreciate you making the effort as well. And so I think for this one, what I've found has been carving time into my schedule, making plans and sticking to them. That's, I think, the biggest one for family and friends to improve this area for family anyway, for me, has been carving out, scheduling, even if it's at home, scheduling that time so I don't get too busy because I can find myself overpacking my weeks. So I think that's a good way to kind of make sure that you're checking in with, like, enough people. It might be you want to be closer with a family member so you schedule to call them twice a month or something like that. I did that with my grandparents. I realised that I've become so busy that I was really struggling to see them as often as I'd like. So now I really try and consciously see them at least every two weeks because then I know that I've done it and I feel so happy and stuff when I'm there. It's literally just the build-up, which is so stupid. It's just, I think I can't fit it in, which is totally not true. Totally not true. And then with friendships, you might... I feel like friendships, levelling up your friendship area can be a tricky one. Because I was coming from a place, I really didn't have many friends at all. I was pretty lonely realising, looking back on it. This relationship had dominated my life for the past four years. And so it was really uncomfortable sitting down and being like, I am lonely. I don't have a lot of friends. And it was definitely something I wanted to work on. And so... I was really grateful when the friends that I did have around me really rallied around me after I'd broken up and was on my own and stuff like that. They really like made a lot of effort. And so rather than saying no to plans, I'm quite like, I can be quite introverted. And so rather than saying no to plans, I just started saying yes to everything that was going. I was like, if I don't enjoy it, at least I'm doing something with someone that is building our relationship up. Do you know what I mean? It was like, I didn't have to, it doesn't have to be a massive massive thing but I just started saying yes to everything and that was such a good thing that I did I also started to make plans with people rather than waiting for people to make plans with me I would ask people to go out for coffee or go to the cinema or go for a walk but kind of walking was off limits because you know pandemic we'd walked for about five billion years and I'd outdone all of the walks in Scarborough so that wasn't really happening that often to be honest so with family and friendships I think the biggest thing is carving out time and scheduling stuff to do it I think when you're at rock bottom, it's really easy to push this one to the side, just focus on yourself. And that is really important to focus on yourself, but you cannot do it alone. You want to share your life with people. Like humans are sociable. You're going to want to have people around you when you are the person that you want to be with. Like when you are the person that you want to be. And so for this one, I think you've got to be strict with yourself and make arrangements. You've just got to do it. Try and message people back. Within a few days, I'm terrible at messaging people back. I'm actually, I think it's my worst flaw. 
I'm really, really bad at it. But make plans with people and stick to them because then it will force you to go out. Because when you're at rock bottom or you're wanting to do a glow up, you won't feel motivated to do it. I know I can be like that where I'm just not motivated to do it, but I feel so much better after I have. So I'd really, really recommend doing that for upgrading your family and friendships area. So the next area that I is on my wheel anyway, is called self-care and personal growth. Now, this is the one that I think is most commonly associated with glow glow ups, like up-leveling yourself to up-level your life. And it is really one of the core ones. You cannot expect to up-level your career, family, friendships, your love life, your the amount of fun you're having, your money, physical environment, if you're not upgrading who you are as a person and getting to know yourself. I think that's the most key thing about a glow up. A glow up is really just getting to know yourself and up leveling the qualities that you have to become a better version of yourself. But core to all of that is getting to know yourself. And I found the best way to do this was really start to focus on self-reflection. Start to sit down and just journal I follow wellness with Soph I don't know if you guys you probably will have heard of her she is very famous but I really love what her posts because quite often she talks about like different she does a lot of different journaling posts and she's published an ebook with different journaling prompts if you find that type of thing difficult um equally another good journal prompt page is oh what's it called we are not really strangers I think it's called that I'll tag these all in the show notes but I found that one really good because quite often they'll just post up journal prompts and it gives you, even if you're not journaling, it makes me pause and self-reflect on these points, which means that when I'm on Instagram, which is a passive thing, I'm making it into an active thing because I'm constantly trying to up-level myself. I'm constantly reflecting. So I feel like that's been, one area's been key, is following accounts that make me constantly reflect on who I am. But another thing that I found really good has been obviously podcasts. I love podcasts because it it just gives you someone else's, you can have a topic that you thought you knew so much about and then you listen to a podcast about it and it makes you reflect on all of your ideas and why it happened. And I've really enjoyed listening to, I really enjoyed listening to different podcasts whilst I was going through a breakup. It might not even be about necessarily personal growth I really loved listening to like informative ones because I found that although that might not be like personal growth in the sense of my personality I felt like it was making me more rounded as a person because I'd become quite single-minded with my knowledge it had just been like directly focused on my career and my degree and so I found those really really good and obviously the final aspect has been the books I honestly when I hit rock bottom, all of a sudden I just found reading again. I think at school, the school system makes it so hard to just read what you want to read because you're getting tested on everything. So it kind of turns reading into a chore, which is horrible. And I know when I'm busy now, I don't make the time for it like I should. Yet I find the time to go on Instagram for like an hour and a half a day, which makes no sense. And it's definitely something I'm trying to work on. But I think books are such a good way to digest knowledge because you can go over it as many times as you want to go over it. Like you can reread a page over and over and you can revisit pages. And I found when I was going through like wanting to up-level my life and when I want to up-level my life, the books that I really enjoy are kind of... that I wouldn't call them graphic books. I don't know if you call them that, like 
graphic design book. I don't know what you call them. Illustrated books. I don't know. But books that are kind of like a coffee table book in the sense of how they are designed. And they're like they're really like nice art, beautiful artwork behind it. And kind of they've made it really artistic because it makes me want to reflect on it. And it makes me want to read it more, especially with self-care and growth. I feel like you want to find something kind of sparks your imagination and makes you want to do it. So some of those books, two personal, well, one personal favourite is Women Don't Know You've Pretty by Florence Given. Um, that is a really, really good book because it talks a lot about kind of the impact of society on women um, and how that had affected and how that affects you and kind of your own psychological impact on yourself. I really enjoyed that really really enjoyed that book there's also another book by Shigaru Shiguru um and I will I can't remember the book name as of now I'm gonna add it on in a second okay I found the book title it's called what a time to be alone that is another really good one to read I found reading these books really kind of started to make me think about topics that I hadn't talked about with the friendship group I had at that time it hadn't been conversations that I'd even thought about or ideas that I really hadn't considered and so reading these books I think that's the thing about reading these podcasts and stuff like that growing and so reading these books really helped me to understand different parts of my life that I hadn't considered or my personality or society and I felt like I was growing in that sense because I was starting to question the world around me more or question who I was more and doing this over and over and over again, I started to understand who I was myself a lot more, which is a key part of self-growth. So I found reading so useful. And I think on top of reading podcasts and like filling your life with information that's digestible and, and you understand and develops you as a person, a key thing that you've also got to do is finding a hobby that allows you to tune out to get to know yourself a bit more or get to give yourself... Another key element is kind of opposite to this point of filling your brain with information that you haven't considered to grow I think it's also really important to just also have quiet time go for a walk without headphones go and do the gym and don't put music on just something where it's just you and you're just observing your thoughts I think that has been something that I found really important because it allows me to process a lot more it allows me to really think about what's going on so I think for self-care and personal but growth you're focusing on this area read as many books as you can, get a library card if you, because I, right now, right, not gonna lie, I forgot the library even existed, totally forgot about it, went to the library the other day, I've taken home seven books, I've definitely overestimated my ability to read, but, you know, I got excited, I couldn't help it, but read as much as you can, listen to as many podcasts as you can, whatever you find is the best way to digest information, do that, but then also on the flip side, Give yourself time to just be alone with yourself because that is one of the best ways to get to know you and kind of who you are. So following on from that, to next area, okay, there's not many left. There's love, fun, money and physical environment. And I promise these will be fast. So love. If this is an area you feel you need to work on, you might just have ended a big breakup. You might have been single for ages. You might be in a happy relationship. You might be in a horrible relationship. I don't know what your situation is. Everyone can improve their relationships with someone. This is mainly about relationships with someone, but you could apply this to be a friend if you're not interested at all in love or anything like that. But personally, when I was in my like kind of bad place looking to glow up my like love life area, 
I wasn't looking for anything new. I didn't want to be with anyone else. But I knew that I had some healing to do in this section if ever I did want to be with anyone else. And so after I broke up with my ex, I actually made a breakup book, which some people might find cringy, some people might think that's strange, but for me, it was the best thing that I think I have ever done. I think that was the smartest thing I ever did because it made me process each element of my breakup in a really clear-cut way and also meant I have that to look back on now, which is kind of funny to look at. Like, it's so strange to see how far away I was a year ago. And so in this book, what I did is, like, the first page, I wrote a letter to myself and okay, this is cringe, I'm not going to read it out, but it kind of went along the lines of, (laughs) it was a shit time, it wasn't great, it's going to get better, I promise we can do this, it's going to be fine, like kind of like a motivational letter of, it's going to be okay, I promise, and then I went on to the next page, and I wrote, the first things was, everything that was good that I was taken away from the relationship, like, any things I'd really enjoyed, any things that made me feel happy, any things I was going to miss, I was kind of quite open about it. I went down and I said like, so I did the things that I enjoyed from the relationship, the things I was actually grateful for about it, the reasons why I was grateful we were breaking up, the, then there was a lot of lists, the reasons why we weren't right together, that was a really good one because I think when you're going through a breakup it's so easy to look back on everything with rose tinted glasses And this one, I had to be brutally honest. I was like, why? What was wrong with us? No, that was a big list. That was a very big list. And I was angry at the time, which made the list even bigger. (laughs) But it meant that I knew in all of the moments where I was having self-doubt and feeling unsure about myself, I went back and I looked at that list about why we didn't work and made me feel a lot stronger because I knew the place that I was going. And then finally, the final aspect that I wrote about was um, the things I wanted in the next relationship the things that were really, really important to me. So kind of reflecting on the things that didn't work in that relationship, going forward in my next relationship, what was important to me? And it was things like, I wanted someone who'd make plans with me and for me as much as I did for them. So kind of like equal effort put in. I wanted them to love traveling. I wanted them to like love going out for food. I love going out for food. Like it's one of my favorite things to do. I don't know if I enjoy it more than a night out. Probably not, but I love going out for food. And I wanted them to love this too. And it was just things like that that were important to me and that mattered that I knew in this next relationship I'd hold my standards higher. They were just my list of standards that I had to have so that I knew when I went into the next relationship, it was going to serve me much better than my past relationship did. And that was really, really, that was really good for me because whenever anyone like tried to message me or anything like that, I'd hold them to these standards and I'd be like, oh, you've only got 10 out of the 11, I'm sorry, no, no, thank you, no, 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 and I just, that would be it for me, like, I was very strict with these standards, and it worked out well, now I have Louis, and it's great, and I'm so happy, and so much happier than before, because all of those areas that were really important to me are being fulfilled, so I think if you're going through a breakup, or you're wanting to get with someone, or you have some kind of self-reflection you need to do in this area, if this area was low for you, you need to write kind of it might not be a breakup, but kind of why you're grateful for what you've been through, why you're grateful for maybe being unhappy, whether it's made you realize things or whether it's made you stronger as a person. And then ask what you actually want. Like, what is your dream? Like, what do you want to happen? And then you need to put it into action. How are you going to make that happen? And for me, I didn't have this in there because I didn't want to make it happen yet. I was mainly happy happy focusing on myself. But if you are wanting to develop this area, then you need to write yourself goals. Maybe it's 
I want to get confident enough to put myself on a dating app. I don't know. I've never been on a dating app. I don't think it's for me personally. Honestly, I'm so proud of you if you can do it. I think I'm just too much of a wuss. But if you do have any interesting dating stories, could you send them my way? I'm, I'm always curious what actually happens on these apps. I sound like a grandma. I actually sound like a grandma. But please tell me. Um... So yeah, you need to then put it into action. So give yourself, maybe it's like, oh, I'm going to ask someone out on a drink. I'm going to be really straightforward and ask people out on a drink or something like that. Give yourself actionable advice at the end. So a three-point process where I'm grateful for what's happened, what I want to happen, how am I going to make it happen? That's how I'd recommend up-leveling that part of your life. So the next area is fun. Now I said these next ones were going to be fast, but I think I just rambled about love for about 10 minutes. But no, Fun is a fast one. Fun has to be something, find enjoyment in something that doesn't benefit you in any other way than bringing you joy. Now remember, this can be anything. I feel like there's often a lot of pressure for this to be a really positive impact in your life on like, I don't know, the gym. I mean, I do love the gym, but that is not something I just do for fun. I think my thing is just, I love charity shopping. Like I love it. It makes me really happy. I love going to coffee shops and going out for dinner and things like this. And so for me, I make sure that I, A, save enough money aside to do those things. They're important to me. They make me happy. And I do them quite a lot, which I'm really, really grateful for. I don't do massive like online shopping orders. I don't really do that. I do those stuff instead. And I also make sure that I carve enough time out of my week so that I'm doing something fun. So that I don't look at the week and just think, oh my God, I've literally just worked and watched TV. That's all I've done. I make sure that I have enough time to just do something that's fun that makes you smile because honestly life's too short you need to do it and if you're not sure what makes you fun because this sounds weird but I didn't know after I'd broken up I was so lost in myself I didn't know what actually made me fun what I found fun anymore what made me smile just try out as many things as you can I don't know try skateboarding go for a run just try a different hobby each day until you find something that clicks that just makes you feel good and it can be a bit scary putting yourself out there like that but I promise you it's not as scary as being sad and being unhappy with who you are so that is a quick one that's able easily able to change fun next we have money my if you need to up level your finances Okay, I don't have a lot of experience about this. I just have what I do for me. And my biggest tip of advice is make sure that your income is bigger than your expenses. I try to make sure that I save a little bit of money each week. A tiny bit it could be. Sometimes this doesn't happen. This past week it's been really expensive because I've had to buy birthday presents for people. And I've had a lot of events on. And I was going to the like festivals and stuff like that. And so, you know... Money has been tight this week, but that's okay because I know I've been doing a lot of fun stuff and I'm happy that I've done that. But I really try and consciously make sure that I don't spend more than I have. And it's something I'd recommend you get into the habit of doing. Of One thing that I do is I have a Monzo card and I transfer a certain amount of money into that each week. And this week I had to retransfer money in, okay? It didn't cover it and that's okay. But it kind of makes me keep track of my spending a lot more. Also, don't be scared of your finances. Check your mobile banking often. I think this is the thing that our generation, I often hear like my friends be like, oh, I'm just not going to check. It's too scary and stuff like that. Don't be scared by it. Like it's better to be like very, just be close with your finances. You need to know what's going on and it set goals for yourself. Like I set saving goals for myself. I say, look, I want to get to this stage, not by this point necessarily, but I really want to meet that goal. 
and sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't happen, but it kind of fuels my want to save more money and that I think has helped me get into a better financial situation. I mean, it is really hard. At uni, I didn't manage to do this at all. Um, But I think one key thing is if you can just try and make sure your expenses don't exceed your income, then that is probably the best piece of advice I can give you for that. And the final one for up-leveling the final level of your life is the physical environment that you are in. So it's quite a common knowledge that when you look around yourself, like when you look around you, you need to remember that the people and places that you spend most of your time shape you into the place you are. So physical environment, I don't just take as the bedroom that you live in or the house that you live in or the like that type of thing, the place. I take it also as the people you spend the most time with because you are a direct reflection of the people you spend a lot of time around. And it's important to know if they drink a lot, you're going to be drinking a lot. If they are really antisocial and don't make plans, you're also going to not have a lot of plans made. Like whatever they do is also going to be reflected on you. Equally, it can be really positive if they're massively into, I don't know, surfing. You might all of a sudden get into surfing, you found a new hobby, but something like that, you need to realise the impact of the people around you that they have on your life. So sit down and set your goal because this is how I'd recommend doing it for each of these areas. Sit down first and set your goal. Where do you want to be? Reflect on where you are, reflect on where you want to be and set yourself direct action about where, how are you going to get there? So when I was at rock bottom and I was kind of like looking at my physical environment, I realized I didn't have a very big friendship group and I wanted to increase that. I wanted to get to know more people. So I started messaging more people. I started reaching out and making an impact on that. But equally, I also redecorated my room and I found that weirdly calming and therapeutic like I really liked that kind of felt like I was starting with a fresh slate fresh slate 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 it's definitely slate I'm tired I'm sorry it's pretty late and not only is like setting the physical goals important but I think also realizing that your physical environment is not just your bedroom it's also the clothes that you wear the way you present yourself if you're not happy with the way that you look or with the things that you do, try and find a style that you feel really comfortable in, that you feel really great in. Go charity shopping and buy clothes that you wouldn't normally buy and just try them on. Honestly, I changed my style completely and I was so much happier after I did. I got a haircut. I just did things that I was kind of scared about doing before, which is really stupid to be scared about doing them. But I really just felt like I didn't have the confidence to pull it off or it wasn't me and that wasn't who I could be. But then I realized like no one else cares. And also you can't be those that person if you don't try to be. Do you know what I mean? You have to put yourself out there in order to get rewards from it. So just do it. And you can try in as many different, like you can, like you can reinvent yourself as many times as you'd like to reinvent yourself. My wardrobe is There's a large variety of clothes in there. I don't really feel like I have a set style, but that's okay. I feel like one of the exciting things about glowing up is getting to know yourself more, as I said before, and getting to know what you feel good in. Because as soon as you find those things, honestly, you feel so much more confident in yourself and able to put yourself in different situations. And so that was your physical environment. That kind of rounds off all elements of your life, technically. I mean, technically not. There's a lot more elements of your life. But for me, these are the ones that I use that I found really helpful um, to look back on. I think the importance of all of these is the importance of reflection, really. Setting physical goals so you know that you're actually growing. Reflect on what happened. 
say what you want to actually happen, make your dream scenario and set yourself achievable, actionable goals to make sure you're actually moving in the correct direction. But now this, what I'm about to next kind of touches on what I wrote in my Instagram post, because you also, whilst you're doing this, you have to realize that it's not going to be a linear pattern. You're not instantly going to start glowing up and just feeling great all of the time. There are going to be moments of still self-doubt. There are going to be moments where you don't feel as great as you're going to be as you think you're not always gonna the issues that you had before aren't always gonna go away I thought after I had a massive glow up I wouldn't feel anxious anymore all of these things wouldn't bother me and they bother me less that's true but when I'm trying to up level my life a bit more so I got comfortable at one stage and now I'm looking back in it again and pushing myself to do more new things those feelings of anxiety still come up like I experienced that a lot this weekend I think going out and going clubbing with like a group of people that like I know really well but I hadn't been out with them before and it kind of brought me a lot and I was kind of like going on my own technically like not really but I was going with my boyfriend's group of friends and I was the only girl going and I didn't have like my friend there does that make sense because we were kind of like even though I was with my boyfriend we were friends in that situation do you know what I mean like we weren't together in that situation so I was kind of more isolated than I normally was like would be And so I felt out of my comfort zone. I didn't really know how to react, really. I felt anxious going into it. And I hadn't felt that in a long time. I instantly just pushed off, pushed onto everyone else, like, God, it's just been a bad night, all of this. And then the day after, kind of questioned how my emotions were affecting what I was actually experiencing. And I was like, I actually think I feel, like talking with Louis afterwards, I realized I actually think the reason I felt lonely and a bit low that night was because I was anxious and I felt out of my depth and a bit out of my comfort zone. And I think it's important to realise that as you're growing, there's going to uncomfortable situations, like uncomfortable feelings such as feeling anxious are going to come back. They're going to be revisited. It's going to happen. But rather than putting it down to... Rather than putting that feeling down to something else, I had not reflected yet on why it was caused. And I think that is what you should do before you jump to conclusions. That would be my biggest bit of advice. This glow up's gonna be tricky, okay? You're gonna have to uncover stuff and get to know yourself in a way that is uncomfortable, but you'll be so much better off afterwards. And after reflecting on that, like kind of uncomfortable experiencing, uncomfortable experiencing of kind of leveling up a bit, I kind of realized how important the self-reflection aspect of it is. So when you're leveling up yourself, I've given you advice on how to up-level each area of what is happening but keep in mind it's going to be it could be uncomfortable and it's not always going to be these reels you see making it sound really really great there are going to be elements where it is tricky and uncomfortable and that's okay it doesn't always have to be great you just have to trust in the long-term process being worth it try not to think short-term I knew I know now that that anxiety feeling is a short-term emotion the long-term emotion of developing those relationships and friendships and having those memories is so much better than that anxiety and that feeling I mean I'm obviously not saying push yourself if you're feeling really anxious like you know what's best for you and you know what your boundaries are but try and not get mixed up of what is setting boundaries and what is your fear of growing like what is actually your just fear of growing in a different way and growing in somewhere where you've been uncertain Now, this has been a very long episode. I am, this has been much longer than I planned it to be. I just kind of had a lot to say, to be honest. I covered a lot of areas and I will definitely be going into depth in these areas in the weeks to come. But 
I hope you have a lovely week. Today will probably be Monday when you're hearing this. I don't think I can edit it tonight. I was meant to, but it's currently 10 o'clock at night and I just don't think it's going to happen. I have work tomorrow and I've got to walk the dog. My mum's going to the Isle of Wight. So if you don't know where that is, that's literally like this island at the bottom of the UK, like literally the furthest place you could probably go. So she's going there. So I'm going to have to walk the dog this week. So I'm going to might do it in the morning. Who knows? Who knows? I'll let you know. But if you've enjoyed this episode, please remember to rate, review and subscribe. Subscribing helps so much. It gives you an alert when my next episode comes out so you can stay tuned. And remember to follow my Instagram podcast. No, my podcast is Instagram. You've got mail underscore pod. I post there pretty much every day. You get daily updates about my life. You're very welcome. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's where the best place to get in touch with me is if you have any comments about the podcast, any requests, any questions, please feel free to message me on there. I hope you have a lovely week and that you found this episode interesting and it's helped you in some way. See you later. Bye.